Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast, where we will discuss everything from boxing-related info to living life outside the ring, hosted by 2008 Olympic medalist, former undefeated professional boxer, and owner of Boxing Burn Gyms, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, Tony Jeffries. Welcome to episode two of the Boxing Life Podcast. I got a fantastic response from the first one, which I was over the moon with. I'm going to be doing these podcasts every two weeks. I know it's been a little bit longer than two weeks since I did the last one, but as a few years know, uh, I've been to England. I've just been to Sunderland, back home for the first time in two and a half years. It was fantastic to see everyone, to show them we knew little baby girl. Now I'm back in LA and I've got a fantastic podcast lined up for you. So I've got a great guest, a very, very good friend of mine. If you know anything about boxing, you know who this boy is. He won an Olympic bronze medal the same year as I did in 2008. He was my team captain. He was the Beijing Olympic team captain. Since then, he's won British Commonwealth titles as a professional. Uh, and I think he's one of the hardest punchers in the world. He punches like a mule. <laughs> and I've been punched by him. So I'd like to welcome on the Boxing Life podcast, David Price. Pricey, how's it going, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Mate, it's great to have you on. You're my first guest. It's my second podcast and you're my first guest, so it's really good to have you on. I've not spoken to you in a while as well, so how's it going, mate? Good. Is there an echo in the background when I'm talking to you? No, can you hear an echo? No, it's just this room's like a bit of an empty room, so I'm in my little, uh, my little room and come and sit on my own sometimes. Empty room? There's a bit of an echo in the back there. Yeah. You've got that much money, you've yeah, got a massive I'll... house with an empty room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Not not quite, not quite. <laughs> so, mate, uh, yeah. where are you at now with your career and that? What's happening? Because I don't really keep up as uh, much as I should. Yeah, because you, you don't give a shit about anyone but yourself, do you? <laughs> I give a shit about you, mate. <laughs> That's why I'm phoning you. That's why I'm up and waiting 20 well, this, minutes for you to this the, connect to Skype. <laughs> this is the good thing about be, be coming on a podcast with you someone you know one of your mates is you can just talk to to you as though would talk to you on the phone so people can get a bit of an insight on how we speak to each other yeah just on on a personal level but yeah um that at the minute mate i've just i've just had an operation i've had the same operation which ended your career um on the exact same finger you know on the same knuckle um sure. but i've seen the picture of yours compared to the picture of mine and, and it there's a big difference. Like you can see how, how it's ended, ended your career, and you know, my I thought mine was bad till I seen yours, but thankfully it weren't as bad as yours, and, and I've I'm recovering pretty quick from it. My my hating sorting me out, um, and you know, I'm I'm already punching with it now, and it's only like twelve yeah. weeks post op. So, well, that's really good. Yeah. that's really good. So, well, my well, my injury it was uh, over time. You remember I had bad hands all the way through my career when we were in the amateurs and all that uh, and then it was just wear and tear was yours the same thing or was it one one fight or what how did you do it yeah wear and tear mate I think I think the first time I done it was when I fought Audley Harrison because after that fight I, I was having problems with it I was having to get cortisone injections in it because I had I had like a, a, a succession of fights which were pretty close together and I just needed to to, to, to hold it up type of thing until I had time to get it sorted but then it, it settled down again and 
it just just reoccurs every now and then. And, and in the end, after the last fight in, in June, I think it was, um, it was that swollen and that bad after the fight. I, I said, I'm going to have to get it done. I didn't really, didn't really have a choice. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad I got it done now, though, because it's, it, it, it's as good as new. And, you know, I can crack on into the next part of my career with, without any worries in my head about it. So that that's where I'm up to so far. I mean, uh, my last fight was in June. And yeah. I'm going to be fighting in December. Um, oh, nice I've got a meeting next week with with the promoter, and we're going to show the date. That's the thing about. Uh, I mean, it's great being able to punch hard. I, I was a pretty hard puncher, not as hard as you, but like uh, the the thing that takes the most punishment when you're punching hard is your hands. You know, I, I really your hands weren't made for punching things, but uh, so it's, it kills you, right? Yeah, it was. Well, to be to be honest, mate, you. you Without blowing smoke up your ass, he was probably the pound for pound hardest puncher on on the team, weren't you? So he was always going to have problems with, with your hand, you know. And and that's the same with me. Um, and to be honest, I've only got small hands for such a big man. I, my hands are probably the same size as yours, maybe a bit bigger. Yeah. Um, and for a, for such a, you know for a giant of a man. I've got small hands and there's a lot of weight behind them and when I'm, when I'm throwing the shots, so they're, they're probably a little bit fragile compared to other men of my size, but yeah. they've held up well since I've turned pro. I've, I've only had to have five operations on them since I've turned pro, so they've held up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, so I, I remember when, when you first come on the team. No, that was a joke. I've, no, had, I, I've had I get it, I get the it. operations I've had. I've only had three. <laughs> You've had operations on your I have had three well, operations on me, did you have one? Did you have one? I had them in the well? amateurs, yeah. Did, did you have one? I've had one in the nose as well. It's, it's, so yeah, well. I did recently. Had an, uh, a yeah, a septoplasty to to straighten the septum in my nose, so and breathe through my nose, just just to give me a bit of an airflow through my nose, really. Save me gag up and air through my mouth all the time. But that that helps as well. But yeah, um, that I think I'm addicted to anaesthetic. That's what it is. <laughs> it's classic. There isn't any problems. I'm just addicted to going under the night and getting the anaesthetic. Yeah. You just get put to sleep and you wake up, but it's not done. Uh, what I was going to say, Pricey, was I was on the England team before you before you come on board, and I remember because I was on when I was fucking in, in a schoolboy. You come on board. You were the, yeah. the, the big lad. You were six foot six, six foot seven. I think you were fifteen or sixteen years old. Were you? Is that right or not? Or you're a little bit older? Yeah, I was about seventeen. The first, the first time I ever went on a. You yeah, come on. Yeah. You were tall, you were skinny, and you and you you weren't as, as powerful, obviously, as you are now. But then you you really developed mm. into, a, into a top fighter. And th- you know what? I'm I'm talking about boxing. I didn't really want this podcast to be all about boxing. But uh, just in case there's anyone out there who's listening, who's 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 into boxing, who's up and coming fighter, what what do you think it was that how you progressed your uh, your power and and everything else th- through? Through coming from a seventeen-year-old who couldn't, you, you weren't a big puncher at seventeen, were you? If I can remember, you weren't. No, no. But the next thing you know, you're knocking absolutely everyone out. Everyone put in front of you. You were just destroying them on that uh, international scene. I only started. I only started really knocking people over and stopping people once it turned about twenty-three. I think that's when I started. You know. You using my size and my power a little bit more. It, it's a matter of a maturity, but technique is is a big thing, and accuracy. Yeah. Accuracy is a massive thing that people people tend to forget about when when it's when when you're a power puncher. But you remember Bob Dylan, don't you? The trainer. Oh yeah. yeah. Great. Um, 
done a lot of work on, on my technique with, with my right hand and it was just all overnight I started knocking people out after working with them so I've a lot to thank him for as far as that's concerned and once once you start getting the momentum of, of getting knockouts and stoppage wins it, it, it you know builds your confidence yeah. and you get in the ring believing you can take anyone out which can go against you sometimes but you know it, it does happen but uh, technique and accuracy are a big thing big play a big part of it yeah I, I, rem- I remember when we, we'd go to a tournament, right? We'd, we've been to tournaments all around the world together. But we'd be there, and like, let's say like me and Stephen Smith would be walking through Poland when we first got there. And then you'd have the big fucking massive heavyweights come up with us, saying, uh, oh, is, uh, is David Price here with you this uh, tournament? And we'd be like, oh, he is. He's, he's in the other room. And they'd be like, shit. They were all good. <laughs> and we're talking about, we're talking about the, champi- yeah. the champions of all these different countries. And I'm, I'm not just saying it never happened yeah. once. It happened like three or four times. Everyone was the top internationals around the world were always asking, "Oh, is there is David Price here?" They'd all be shitting themselves. But the reason for that is because you would you would fucking knock them out, uh, even though we'd have our head guards on and 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 the gloves were bigger in the amateurs, uh, even with the ten ounce gloves, you'd still be putting these people away and getting all these people scary. Oh, and it's being cut off. I'll have to ring him back. Hey, mate. You alright, mate? It should be better now. I had, I had all different things running on the um, laptop. Oh, did you? Still got the same laptop I had in Beijing, that little hard copy <laughs> black. <laughs> <laughs> Neither wonder it's keep cutting out. Bloody hell. Uh, alright, then we'll, we'll we'll continue. What I was saying before we got cut off was about all these these heavyweights around the world coming all shitting themselves because because they were scared to fight you, and then because yeah. you, you wouldn't be knocking them out, and I think that goes with the confidence, like you said, you start building the confidence, and uh, I remember yeah. seeing how confident you were before fights and and all that. Uh, so is that is that the same now, Pricey? That you're pro, you still got that confidence? Yeah, I mean, after having two two back to back defeats, it takes time to rebuild that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, up up until that point, I did I did have that I did that have, have that reputation and order about myself where people. You know, there's a lot of people had respect for you before getting in the ring type of thing, yeah. and then, you know, because someone they've seen me get beat, people people tend to go for it more type of thing and believe they can do the same thing. So it takes a bit of time to get that respect back. But you know, I'm um, I'm well on the way to getting it. I'm well on the way to getting the confidence back. Anyway, you know, I'm not far. If if, if not, I'm, I'm back to where I was yeah. before I lost the fight in the pro. So. You know, just but it's like anything, mate. You know yourself. It takes time, and and time's probably the best dealer. Oh, and, you know, yeah. and the best the best solution to the overcoming anything, really. And yeah. that's where I'm at at the minute. So that 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 leads on to the next thing I was going to talk about was that that them two the fights. Uh, uh, you know, Paul Keane over here, who's working for uh, for for a billionaire, Michael King and King World Productions. Uh, it was yeah. just before them two fights because this story boxing that the, they've got so many people working for them, story and boxing, and the biggest boxing prospect in the world before them two fights was you. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you know that that had it, everything wrote down all statistics and all this, and you were the biggest prospect in the in the world uh, before them. Uh, so I mean I think that I think that puts a bit, I don't know if you felt like you were or not, but I think that puts a little bit of pressure on you, especially when you're blowing everyone away, like yeah. like the way you were, and the expectations are so high. Uh, so what I'm what yeah. I'm getting at here, the expectations are so high, and then and then you had them two stupid fights, uh, and 
it brought everyone back down. You got a lot. You, you got a lot of hate for it. I'm sure you did. People were saying shit to me. How did you deal with the criticism and and the, the hate that come with you? Like like I'm I'm asking you truthfully. Like everyone says, oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But truthfully, it, when I got criticism, yeah. it hurt me. Like it really did. It made us a stronger person overall. But at yeah. the time, it fucking hurt us, mate. It hurt us. It did. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, to be for the first thing. The first thing I do is not not read criticism, you know. So if after after I'd lost the fight, I won't go on Twitter because not that I'm saying that I'll go on after I've won a fight to to yeah. read all the plaudits and all the all the praise. But you know, people can say what they want behind the keyboard, so I won't go. I won't even read the newspaper to read it on myself because I'm already disappointed enough without having having someone else rub salt in the wound. Um, and especially after the second fight, because you know, that was even worse, that because I, I was on I was on shit street there after the second fight. So the last thing I wanted to do was, was go trawling through messages, which were 90% bad, just to read 10% yeah. that were good, if you know what I mean. So uh, in, in, the, in that case, Ignorance is bliss, <laughs> right. to be honest. You know, it's just it's just about ignoring it because it was, as I say, I was I was disappointed enough without having to to have it um, yeah. magnified by by people who were entitled to their opinion. But you know, if, 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 unless they're going to say something to me that they'd come up to me on the street and yeah. say, uh, rather than on a, you know on behind a, a false name or whatever, then. I don't want to see it all either. Yeah, and Offlam's Offlam's never never even boxed before when they when they're giving you the shit. Yeah, it's I don't exactly. I don't mind constructive criticism, but you know, I mean, so, so when people get personal and, and they're calling you for and this that and the other, yeah. and you know, and uh, it's, you, you don't need to you don't need to hear it or see it. So uh, I, I choose not to. There's also a lot of people who want you to feel as well when when you're at the level that that you're at you know oh, yeah. you, you've got so yeah, many people wanting you want you to want you to feel even even people around you you're close people which is fucking crazy yeah there is there is i mean i mean the example now is now i i still get a lot of stick off of different people and these are the same people who were probably supporting me when i was undefeated and and you know want me, you know want me to do this and that. But once I'd lost, they were like, "You're shit, you're shit yeah. house, you're this, that." Do you know, know what? So, and and that still that still goes on now. But I don't read it. I yeah. don't see it. But these are the um, same. These are the same people who, if they did see you in the street, they'd come straight up and ask for a picture. Do you know what I mean? Or shake, yeah, or they'd shake your hands or whatever. Yeah. So that that's what I mean. So why why give them the time of day to to uh, to read what they've got to say? Because They'll say something nasty and, and horrible yeah. and then go about, you know, just type it in on Twitter, press send, put the phone in the pocket and go about the day as, uh, and, yeah. and carry on and forget about yeah. it. Whereas you won't forget about it. It'll play on your mind all day and you'll be like, what the fuck's that prick? Yeah, you totally so right. I'd love to grab hold of him type of thing. But, you know, that's why that's why I say it's better yeah. to, to ignore it. And, and you've got to develop a bit of thick skin as well at the same time where... You know, you, you can just let it let it bounce off your type of thing because yeah. you've got to you've got to uh, decide whose opinions matter to you, and that's usually your family, 
your close friends and obviously your, your team and yeah. you're in whatever profession you're in. But boxing, boxing's a sport where failures and, and victories are magnified more than any other sport. Yeah. You know, and it's all on one person. Oh, you're and, totally right there. You know, man, you, it, it is good. You get all the praise. You're, you're the only one who, if you win a fight, there's no better feeling, you know that yourself. But if you lose, it's a, it's a lonely sport. And yeah. um, it, it's unique in, in that way. Uh, uh, I So on on social media, right, Pricey, the one thing I love about you, you're, you're pretty old school. You're like, nah, you, 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 you've got Twitter, you've got hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever. And, but, you, but you never really use it, uh, which it's great about you because you, you don't give a shit. But at the same time, I, I think you should be using it more. I think you should be uh, using your yeah. Twitter, Facebook to, to promote yourself as a fighter. You've never been really one for the media like me. <laughs> or, or <laughs> You know what I'm like? You've never been, really been <laughs> one to put yourself out there. But I really think in boxing, uh, especially boxing, you're your product, you're your own product. Where you should really be, prom- I think, my opinion, you should really be promoting your product, but you, you, you don't really do that. You, you seem to be more uh-huh. laid back and 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 just do yeah. your boxing and get paid and and that that's it. Is yeah. what what's the what is there a reason behind well, that? Is your missus not letting you on on Twitter or what? <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the reason. No, to be honest, some, sometimes sometimes I think I'll go on Twitter and put a little tweet out, but then I think. What's the point in telling people? You know, I, I know I know what you're saying on on a professional term yeah. to keep people informed with training and things like that. What I'm doing in the gym, but do people want to read that? I don't know. Yes, you know uh, what I don't want to be doing is putting things up where where people are like you know not interested in. I'd rather if I, I haven't got anything interesting to say, I won't say anything at all. Type of thing, but uh, that, that's just the way I am. You the know, thing, the thing is, what will uh, not be interesting to you, but. To all these people who's following you, they want to know, right? You've just started your training camp, this, that. But I mean, that's the that's just the way you're on. I, I don't think you'll ever change with that. But uh, I'm uh, gonna change after the phone call. Huh? You're gonna change, change after. The good, call, yeah. Good. I hope. I hope, I hope you do, because I want to. Fo- I want to know what colour fucking underpants you're wearing on the morning. When I was boxing, I earned some decent money. Uh, I'm not rich by any means at all, but uh, being a working class lad, just like yourself, Pricey, I got a, a lump of money here, and I was like, "Whoa!" My accountant told us, he says, "Whatever you do, don't buy a car. It's the stupidest thing to do. You always waste money." So I says, "Okay, mate." Went out, bought a six series BMW. I absolutely loved that car. I had it for about a year. I lost seven grand on it. And then I got smart. Uh, I, I, when I got a lump of money after a fight, I would put it down as a deposit on a house, a cheap house. And, and then I bought another house, another house. I ended up buying five houses, which I'm very proud of myself for doing that. And I've still got the houses now. I've got tenants in them. And I really think it was a, a great investment because I know there's a lot of fighters out there who get money for fights and, and they don't do anything with it apart from just go and spend it on, on shit. So I know you're not a millionaire by any means, Pricey, but is there anything that you've done? Have you done any investments or, or, or done anything with the money that you have earned? Uh, well, I've just, got a, I've just got a crippling gambling habit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so things have never uh, changed. I, I don't buy anything. No, well, it's just that all I've done since I've turned pro is it's just uh, I've just moved out. That's it. Simple as that. I've just moved out. And had an and a little boy. You had your little, yeah, little David when you turned pro, right? Well, yeah, we already had Katie, and then 
2010 David was born in in the August so like a year into my pro career so we've got we've got two kids married two kids so life's good mate yeah life's good but you know it's it's a short career and you've just got to maximize your um, your your income type of thing and grab everything while you can yeah just like you did I mean you've had about 40 sponsors on your kit (laughs) <laughs> you know, no one can blame you for that because you, you've got a short career and it, and it could all end it, it could all end with one punch or one broken hand like yourself or whatever so yeah. and, and the majority of boxers have got nothing to to go into um, after the career which is which is why it is wise to invest some you know some yeah. money but it's it's not something I've, I've I've done I've I have taught about you know, I wonder if there's anything else I could do just just to take over while I'm boxing. But uh, it's it's better that I just concentrate on what I believe in good at, and, and that's me boxing, and and just try and maximise everything in in that that field. And then when I retire, if I've got a little few quid to spare, which I hope I have, then I can yeah. have a look out doing something with that. Then have you ever thought about that price? You know, when I was boxing, I, ne- I never ever thought about life after boxing because, like you, that's all I've done all my life. That's all I know. So I never thought Ooh. about it. But have you ever thought about when you retire or a life after boxing? Uh, what what would you yeah. would do? Yeah, you, I do think about it. You know, quite quite often because it's you've got a plan for the future, and I do not know what I do. So you know, it, it is. It's um, it's it's a pretty daunting thought. What you're going to do when you finish yeah. boxing and but one day it'll come to us all, and you have to decide then. Which, which again, which is it might be a good idea to get the balls rolling uh, uh, for something in future now. But as I say, I'm trying to just concentrate all my efforts on to, to what I'm doing now. Yeah. But I don't know what I do, mate. Um, I do not, honestly, honestly. It's uh, but it's something that I, it, I'll have to deal with when when it comes. I suppose. You'll be fine wherever you do, mate. I'm sure you will be. But like you see, for now, just keep concentrating on the thing that's paying the bills. Ooh, I know what I want to talk about now. I got a, I got a text off, off Pricey. Uh, uh, it was a couple of months ago, and he said, I've got something to tell you, but it's a secret. So I'm like, a secret? And I'm thinking, all right, well, then what is it? He went, you promise you'll not tell anyone. So I says, all right, I'll not tell anyone. What is it? He went, oh, I'll tell you. I remember you said, I'll tell you tomorrow. I went, no, I want to tell it. Come on, tell us now. He went, all right, then. Frank Maloney is a is a woman. Uh, he's going to come out in the papers tomorrow. It's going to be a woman. And I was yeah. like, piss off, Pricey. Because you're always yeah. trying to wind us up. Or, or always, uh, yeah. always winding people up. <laughs> so I was like, piss off. And you're like, no, no, it's true. I found out of so-and-so and this, this. And I couldn't believe it. And then, because Frank Maloney, if you don't know, Frank Maloney, he was my promoter and he was Pricey's promoter for most of your career. Uh, and then and then that came out and that was the the most weirdest biggest shock or the the thing I would never ever have imagined in I think in my life. Uh, so what's your thoughts on that, Pricey? Because I know you were yeah. you were close to him. <laughs> yeah, well, he was the same thing with, me, with with yourself. He was my promoter, and it was it was just a business. Um, Relationship with me and Frank Maloney. It was. I'm not the type of person who's on the phone to me promoter every day, wanting to be the mate or whatever. Although me, me current promoters are more more like me mates than 
and obviously Frank was because you know the the young and the more on my my level type of thing, the, the good lads. But with Frank, I very rarely spoke to Frank apart from when he was phoning me about the fight or whatever else. But um, we you know we was, we still got on pretty well. We we never had any issues, never had any crosswords, and when it, when he retired. Um, you know, I wished them all, all the best and everything else. But then I, I did hear a few months ago a, a little whisper that about about what was going on, and yeah. I found it hard to believe. And it was going to be coming out in the papers, and then it didn't come out on on the date I was told. So I thought it was a load of shit. Um, but then, obviously, when when I messaged you, that was when like I was told, yeah, it's definitely going to be tomorrow. And lo and behold, you know, the next day I woke up. To, to Jade showing me a picture on, <laughs> on her phone off the internet and I'll be honest for the first few days it freaked me out a little bit although I sent, her, I sent him a text and just said you know I wish you all the best and whatever else and he messaged me back saying he still wants to be my manager or I'd really? still love to be your manager yeah, uh, yeah. which obviously it weren't going to happen yeah. for, uh, but um, yeah it's, it, it was mad wasn't it and, and it was a shock to everyone but the good thing is for him and, and and shows the way society is now is that it's it's apart from me and you talking about it now it's it's generally it's being forgotten about by most people yeah, it has. and and yeah. it's you know people have just gone about it and, and, and forgot about it well i don't know whether he'll be happy about that no frank yeah I know. <laughs> he might still want us what, to be talking about what it, was it's I, good that he can just get on with it you know yeah and get on with his life now what was mine about the interview i, I sure i'm sure i read it and it, it said like he, he needs to get it off his chest. The reason he's coming out in the press is because he wants people to know he wants to go and live his quiet life now as a woman, as Kelly Maloney. But then, f then like four days later or five days later, he's in the in the Big Brother house after seeing he's he wants to live a quiet yeah. life. He's in the Big Brother house, getting all the publicity and I, I know yeah. you know Frank Maloney loves the loves the press and uh, and now he's yeah. a he's a ten times more popular now than he was before before. Oh he, yeah, he is. Yeah. That going in the Big Brother house just contradicted everything he said in the paper yeah. about wanting to, you know, live have a peaceful, private life and blah blah blah. And I, I know, I know people who've known Frank for a long time, and once he's once they'd seen it in the paper and had sympathy for him, but once he done the Big Brother thing, the the kind of like said, no, that that's it. I want you know, I want nothing to do with him because the way he, he's dealing with it type of thing and without naming names, you know, and yeah. the, I think that frustrated a lot of people the way he contradicted what he'd said. And you're right, he is, he's a lot more popular now. Um, a, a lot, very much more popular. Hi. So, I mean, I suppose as long as he's happy and... Uh, uh, I've got yeah. a couple more questions. Like, uh, in, in, in pro, pro boxing, I... You know, I've told you before. I've got I got ripped off a little bit and had bad experiences. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or not. But have you experienced that? Like, is amateurs? It was boxing was our hobby. We never got we, we got put people on the funding, but we it wasn't like a profession like it is now. Like where it's a job, it's a business. So yeah. I, I got ripped off a little bit here and there. Uh, have you experienced that? If you want to talk about it or not? No, never, never been ripped off by anyone. Really, never, <laughs> because of the. The first thing the done when I turn pro was got a good lawyer, and oh. if you've got a good lawyer, mate, you, you, you're just never gonna get ripped off. And that, that, and I'm a scouser, and I don't <laughs> get ripped off. We, we, we rip people off. <laughs> oh, I remember that. The Rob, was he called Robert? Your lawyer? 
Yeah, drop it. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you've got a good lawyer, yeah. you're very right. rarely going to have any, any problems. And yeah. then Frank Maloney didn't, didn't try it because I was just golden ticket. Mm. So he taught at the time. So he, he didn't want to do anything to, yeah. to, to yeah. upset me type of thing. But, but I've heard a lot of stories about it happening to different people, including yourself, and, yeah. and a lot worse than what, what's yeah. happened to you. So, you know, it, it does happen. And they, they are out there, the sharks. Like, Oh well, that's good that you've never been uh, ripped off. All right, the mate. So the last, the last part where I'm going to start doing on this podcast is uh, the the last thing I want to do is it's, I need a, need a name for it though. It, uh, I want some. It's, it's like a little a little game if you like. It's yeah. I want some one word answers off you. I've wanted, I've got 15 words. I'm going to say a word, yeah. and I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Are you ready? I want to see how, how smart cool. you are. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. Losing. Family. Life. Liverpool. FC. Elliot. Great. Floyd Mayweather. Mm. Awesome. Olympics. Games. Elton John. Wig. <laughs> Passion. Garlands. Tyson Fury. <laughs> oh wait, mate, you got me fast. Uh, I don't know what that many different words came into the head then. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Twitter. Facebook. Tony Jeffries. Blondes. Kelly Maloney. Frank. Ebola. H. What? AIDS. Frank Maloney. Kelly Maloney. <laughs> Life. Family. And that's it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying the opposite to most words, really. <laughs> I know you were. Uh-huh. I put Ebola in between that Kelly Maloney and Frank Maloney, and you said AIDS. That was a yeah, similar thing. You know? It's like, like the AIDS out three years ago, by the looks of it. <laughs> Scary shit. Scary shit. Scary, Has anyone got it in LA? Yeah, we do. I. We know about this. I think someone's just had it in Texas. Uh, but the thing is, it's yeah. it's start, nurses are getting it, and you know, I mean, missus is a nurse, uh, so she's got to be on a high guard and, and, and really watch what she's doing. But if someone comes in the hospital, because she works in the emergency room, who's got the symptoms, she can't exactly say, oh, "I'm not treating that person," or do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's why nurses are getting it. Uh, anyway, mate. Yeah. Well, How's the been, baby? The baby's great. She's great. It's a life yeah. changer. You never. I know you. You've had. Uh, how old's uh, How old's Katie now? She's eight now. Wow. Eight. You never oh, told me. You never told us eight years ago just how good it was having a having a kid. How how amazing it is. Listen, mate. I told you every day. But you <laughs> and Danny sat in that fucking hovel of a pigsty of an old television on MySpace on your laptop <laughs> and not. Even Words are shed. Ah, it's amazing. Are you going to have any more? <laughs> no, I'm done now, mate. Oh. I'm happy with two. I'm done now. What about you? Are you going to have more? I want to have more, mate. I want to have uh, I want to have four. But I'm seeing that now. Yeah. But I heard she's only like four months old, but I heard when they get a little bit older, that's when, yeah. uh, that's when it gets harder, right? Well, we've got Jade's two uh, nephew and niece tonight. And 
having so we've got four kids in the house. I wouldn't recommend having four kids, mate. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, that big house you've got, I'm sure you'll not see them all night. <laughs> big house. <laughs> when are you coming back to LA? Um, I'm thinking of coming over there next summer for a month, Jeff. Oh, nice. A full month. I might get to see you this time. You might make a bit of time for me. I'll see if I'm busy or not. I'm sure I'll fit you in. <laughs> <laughs> but, Pricey, thanks for coming yeah. on here. Thanks for coming on here, mate. And uh, I'll let you get off where uh, you'll be a sitting. Yeah. And uh, okay, it's been mate, good yeah. speaking to you, mate. Ah, mate. Go ahead, Jeff. I'll speak to you soon. See you, mate. Drop, drop. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe on the iTunes. Click the subscribe thing. I'm going to be interviewing more fighters. And uh, thanks for the feedback on the first one, like I said earlier on at the beginning of this one. The feedback was great. If you haven't heard it yet, you can find that on the feed. So listen to that one. It's, I'm telling you a little bit about myself, about living in LA compared to where I'm from in Sunderland. Uh, got, like I say, I got great feedback for that, so thanks. And I will see you in two weeks. Hey, it's me, the American guy again. Thank you for listening to the Boxing Life Podcast. Subscribe and please use hashtag Boxing Life on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with any questions.